0: The indescribable gift, the indescribable gift. I want to speak just for a moment today about the indescribable gift. You think about gifts, and we're heading into a, a time of year where some of us will give gifts, some of us will get gifts, but, but you can't get around the idea of gifts around Christmas, right? And, and, and unfortunately, we live in such a, a materialized society that a lot of our kids that grow up in our community don't even know why we give gifts. That's what Christmas is to them. It's just gifts. It's it's Santa Claus and gifts. And and so it's my strong prayer as we we look at the indescribable gift and in the next couple weeks, we we turn this thing around some different angles that we would would really understand and and come back to center about what Christmas is really about. The indescribable gift. Now, if, if someone were to give, think in your mind right now, the greatest, greatest, greatest gift that you could imagine someone giving you. You got it? You got it right now. Now, so, so let's, let's just go. How many people do we have here that love to surf? All right. So what if somebody said, what if, what if you got a call this afternoon and somebody said, Hey, I've got an airplane and I've got an unlimited amount of resource of money and I'm going to fly you to every best known surf spot in the world. That'd be pretty, pretty cool, wouldn't it? Maybe, maybe you like to hunt or fish. For me, it would be, it would be somebody taking me in an airplane and dropping me up way up a river somewhere in Alaska and shooting animals. And then <laughs> look, big animals that could eat me, just the playing field's level. And then floating down a river and catching fish. I've never seen a fish in lure before. And then jetting off somewhere like the adventure part of it. But no matter what your deal, or maybe you love to shop. Somebody said, I've got an unlimited resource of money, and I'm going to fly you to L.A., then we're going to go to Fifth Avenue, New York, and then we're going to go to Paris, and we're going to go to... Uh, yeah, I'm getting a witness over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, we look at those things and we laugh about them, but if someone's, someone was to do something like that for us, we might say, man, it was awesome. Man, it was unbelievable. Man, but we would have some sort of a description about how awesome it was, wouldn't we? Because we'd have pictures to prove it, right? Because what's a good trip without pictures, right? I mean, you, we, we, would, we would come in, man, you should have seen this barrel. I was in this barrel. It was forever. Or you should have seen this grizzly bear that tried to eat me. But we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, Paul says this about Jesus Christ. He's he's just got through talking about earthly gifts and how we need to take care of one another, and then he gets into mercy and grace, and then he gets to verse 15. He says this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, indescribable gift, speaking of Jesus. This is Paul talking. Now, it's very very interesting that that Paul, having met Jesus face-to-face, having his life being revolutionized, Paul being handpicked as a child to be chief among the religious people, Paul being sent to the best schools to learn about God, Paul being very, very intelligent, his IQ off the chart for that day, Paul being one who had met Jesus on the road, Paul being one who who had been whipped and lashed and, and he... Jesus was as real to Paul as to any human being that's ever walked the face of the earth, and Paul was a very intelligent person, yet Paul could not put into words Jesus. He could not put into word the the gift from God in the person of Jesus, and so what does he say? Indescribable. Indescribable, and so a challenge today for us as we go throughout this holiday season, Do we really view Jesus Christ as an indescribable Savior? Or have we put him in a nice little gift wrap box? Wow, the indescribable gift. You look at Isaiah, it says this, 9 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Let's, let's focus on two words right there, born and given. So we know that Jesus was born of a virgin. We know that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and she became a child. And so she walked out the, the, the process of natural childbirth. My daughter's having a baby next month and she is so pregnant. (laughs) It's awesome. And I, I was sitting with her the other day and she, she was, um, she works with me every once in a while and she's, Brilliant, wickedly smart. And so she does some stuff for me every once in a while. She's sitting right there, and I'm looking at her belly, and she's like, Dad, pay attention. I'm like, no, I can't. And then every once in a while, Jack is his name. Jack Isaiah is his name. And so, strong name. He's kicking her ribs. Like, boom. And I'm, her belly's going, doop, doop. And it's so cool. And she says, It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. I can assure you at this very moment, that is not cool. But, but we know Mary went through the process of being pregnant. And so a child was born. But but think about this for a second. Even though a child was born, a son was given. The son was given because the son was before the child. The son was, is, and is to come. Everything that we know was created in him, in him, and through him. So even though the child is born to us, God gave us the son, which leads us to number one, talking about the gift. The indescribable gift being Jesus. The gift was given by the Father. John 3.16, we all know it, for God so loved the world that he, said it with me, gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The gift, the gift was given by the Father. The indescribable gift was given by the Father. It wasn't earned from the Father. It wasn't coaxed out of The father it wasn't i'll do this 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 and this so that you'll send the gift It was a gift a gift is given free As it has to be received freely look look at this next scripture james 117 every good and perfect gift is from above Coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows Every good and perfect gift is from above The gift was given by the Father. As we go throughout this holiday season and we we look at gifts and, and we maybe look at things that are wrapped up and we wonder what's inside of there, can I tell you, you don't have to wonder how much God loves you because he gave his only son as an indescribable gift. The gift was given by the Father, from the Father, to humanity so that we could spend eternity with God in heaven. It's indescribable. Now we could go get a bunch of people who are way smarter than most of us are, or me, I should say me. Maybe you're smarter than they are. I don't know. Way smarter. And we could sit down and we could ponder for weeks and months and maybe a year about how, how we try to explain the love of God and how we put that love of God on some kind of a scale that would allow God to send his only son who was, is, and is to come, and and give him to a dirty, nasty world. We could talk all about that forever until we're blue in the face. The fact of the matter is the Bible says he loved us so much. He gave his only son and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but they will have everlasting life. Every good and perfect gift is from the throne of God, the God of the heavenly lights. He is a good God. So good. He gave us his only son. The gift, the indescribable gift. Paul can't put it into words. He can't wrap his mind around how good God is that he would give such a great gift in his own son. Indescribable. Number two, the gift was given to complete the will of the Father. This is so cool. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 through 7, you pick up on a conversation that Jesus is having with God. He's having a conversation with his Father. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, quote, quoting Jesus now, And he's talking to God, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In other words, dad, look, you didn't really want all the things that humanity was doing trying to get your your approval. You didn't really want all these crazy things that they were doing in, in, in the religious form so that you would shower them with your love. But you realize you've prepared a body for me. This is, this is some deep stuff right here. Jesus is he's talking to God. Goes, you prepared a body for me. Go to verse 6. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. What is the will of God? The will of God is for humanity to be restored back to Him in a rightful relationship. We were created to walk with Him. We were created to talk with Him. We were created to hang out with Him outside of sin. We were created to be buddies with Him. We were created to go fishing with Him. We were created to go surfing with Him. I will not say shopping. You can say that next time you're a teacher. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. This is, in other words, Jesus is saying, hey, dad, everything, perfect. <laughs> That's is, that is epic. You have no idea how hard it is for me to stay focused when this stuff like that happens. I love it. Hey, dad. All this stuff that all these people have been doing for all these years it wasn't enough, but you prepared a body for me The burnt offerings and the sin offerings, you were not pleased. The only reason people were even putting on a face of loving God is because they were trying to atone and make themselves feel better for the bad things that they were doing that they knew were against the will of God. So they would sacrifice animals and they would put on these festivals and act like they love God. And then they would go back to their idols and they would serve their idols in their own life. That's what what religion is. Religion is, I'm going to do X, Y, Z so I don't feel bad. About doing ABC, so if I do XYZ before the Lord, then on Friday night I can do ABC and everything's gonna kind of even out, so I feel good about myself. Do you? I know, I know guys, you're living under a bridge somewhere, they're at more peace with themselves than some of us in this room. Wow, Jesus said, Hey, Dad. Those burnt offerings and that stuff that they've been doing for hundreds of years, not working, is it? Then I said, meaning Jesus, here I am. It's already been written about me, Dad, in the scroll, the scroll, the scroll. That's some heavy stuff. I have come to do your will, O God. The gift was given so the will of God could be promoted. Jesus Christ came to this earth to fulfill the will of God all the way to the point in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what does he pray? If this cup can pass from me, let it be so, but not my will, your will be done. The gift was given so the will of God could be promoted in humanity. Number three, the gift was given to represent the Father. Colossians 1, 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. If if and this is where you got to start understanding Paul saying it's indescribable. This is totally indescribable. This makes no sense. The gospel of Jesus Christ makes all the sense in the world but it makes no sense. The gospel of Jesus Christ is, is to that point of of being in that place of of yeah, I see how it would work but what would lead a God, what would lead a God in heaven? What would lead him to send his only son for me because I know me the firstborn over all creation. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The gift was given to represent the Father. There's this, there, there's this thing, like I have a, I have a son, and, and there, are certain, there are certain areas of my life that I would, I would send my son to represent me, right? If it has to do with hunting, fishing, or the woods, I would send my son. Algebra, biology, not so much, <laughs> actually, he probably represented me pretty good, but yeah <laughs> but but you can see it's pretty neat For kids, kids in a, a, a person's life, you can see part of them being woven into into that child. you know what I'm saying, and, and you, you can you can pick a child out of a room if their parents are in that room, and, and pretty pretty quick, you can say, "Oh yeah, I'm putting those two together, I'm putting them together, yeah, they're, they're matching up pretty good there, right. He's the image of the invisible God. The God whose face no one has seen except the Son, the invisible God, Jesus, is the image of that God. The firstborn over all creation. The firstborn over all creation. Not some creation, not this part of creation. All of creation. The firstborn over all creation. Jesus came to represent the Father. Look at this next, next scripture. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his power, word, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. If you talk about doing the will of God, then you talk about the radiance of God's glory and then the exact representation of God. God said, I'm going to send Jesus so that he can represent me. If you look at Luke chapter 4, Jesus is coming back into his hometown. He goes into the temple. Can we go back to that, Kim, Luke chapter 4? Yeah. 17 through 20, he goes back into the temple and he picks up the scroll and he reads these words out of Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed. Leave it right there. It goes on to say, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. So if he is the radiance of God's glory an exact representation of of God who is God trying to get us to understand he is he is the one who is good news Christmas is good news you hear that Christmas is not about them mall. Christmas is not about checking the to-do list Christmas is I mean I know some of you in this room and and you align to yourself if you say this in you if you get a Christmas card before the 10th by gosh you're going to send that person a Christmas card Why? Why don't you let somebody send you a Christmas card and don't worry about sending them one back? Oh, I got to do that. And some of you have already bought someone a gift this year because they gave you a gift last year. (laughs) Christmas is good news. Jesus is saying, I'm the representation. I'm the glory of God. And he has anointed me to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind." This is God's business. This is his will. This is Jesus Christ representing God in flesh. And he comes into his hometown. He comes in the temple where all the religious people are. and And he picks up the scroll and he begins to read this. And so as he's reading this, he is fulfilling prophecy. And as he fulfills prophecy, he's fulfilling his rightful duty of representing God to humankind. Recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed. You see these words in lights at Christmas time, hope, joy, joy to the world, peace on earth. You see these words, right? And, and, they, and they, make you, they, make you, they make me feel good. But they make me feel good because I know where they come from. You can only have hope. You can only have joy. You can only have peace. You can only have that through a relationship with Jesus Christ, the true representation of of God, the exact representation of God's radiance. Wow. Verse 19 says it this way. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. You ever heard Quiet as a church mouse? That's where that came from. So you're like, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> Look in in your concordance when you get home today. Quiet as a church mouse. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here's the point. The point was, here comes this guy on the scene who's saying that he can do what Isaiah said only God can do. That was the point. That's why he rolled it up, sit down. (laughs) The uh, representation of God the Father. The indescribable gift who came to this earth who who can fix lives who can bring true hope who can bring true joy who can bring peace that the world doesn't give so the world can't take it away that's the indescribable gift that's the gift of god it comes from the father it's to, it's so the father's will can be completed and it's to represent the father to humankind the problem with that is is the church has gotten real good at leaving who Jesus really was and trying to tell the world who God is. Right? It's a terrible job. And, and the reason I know that is because I have friends who don't know God and they don't want to know God because of what they've heard about God. And from my end, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, Jesus is the true representation of God and his, his, his radiance. Jesus, like, you, how could you not like this guy? Well, I like him Well, that's God he became, he became a child And he lived a sinless life And he, he loves you so much he, he, he died for you on the cross Yeah, but, but, but if God, if God, if God And I heard this about God And I heard this about God Look, Jesus came So that God could be known Number four The gift was given So we could know the Father John 1, 14, The Word became flesh And made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth The gift was given so we could know the father God is holy. He can't be around sin sin overtaking humanity Jesus said you've prepared a body for me. Go ahead. God i'll, I'll finish the race I'll do what what mankind can't do on their own talking about hebrews That we just read and then coming to a place where john's saying look In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Everything we know was created in Him, through Him. Like this whole idea. And then you get to verse 14 of John chapter 1, and it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember, a few years ago, I used the illustration of that, that teacher, that one teacher that was really cool, right? Cool in the sense of, if they knew you had been working hard when exam time came, they would step out from behind the desk and they would walk around and he'd be like, hey, Jason, you might want to think about number six. In my case, six, eight, 12, 15, <laughs> I'll start with six. He, he had seen that I was doing my very best yet wasn't getting the test exactly right. That's that's Humanity. At times we were doing our best to please God, but what we were doing just wasn't enough to appease for the sin. And so Jesus steps out from behind the desk and he comes and he walks among the students. Humanity. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. And then, and, and then we, I don't have time to get into all this, but the Spirit of God indwells us in salvation. We have the Spirit of God who knows the mind of a man except for the Spirit of a man who knows the mind of God except for the Spirit of God. So now we have the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus to help lead God and direct us on the test of life. Are you getting that? It's good news. It's absolutely good news. The gift was given so we could know the Father. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. The exact representation of God In all of his radiance. Here's Jesus Christ. Born of a virgin. Lives a sinless life. Takes our death and sin on the cross. Track his life all the way down through there. Loving the unlovable. Hanging out with people you shouldn't have been hanging out with. And and all the way down the line. Flying in the face of religion. Doon, 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 doon. Loving, healing, preaching, dying. Resurrected. Coming back one day. Representation of a God. God's trying to say, hey, I don't know what else I can do to show you how much I love you here. This this next scripture right here. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. No one has ever seen the Father. No one. The one and only who is at the Father's side has made him known. Jesus Christ has made known to humanity God's character. God is love. God is love. God's also just. God's also a judge one day. God's, God is, He is. Moses said, Who should I tell him sent me? Remember what he said? I am. I love that. Period. Time for lunch break. <laughs> Any more questions, Moses? No, I am. Jesus came so we could understand the character of God. And he's coming back one day so we will fully understand the character of God. Jesus Christ is coming back. I don't know if you've been watching the news lately. But, but it's, I'm doing a study in Daniel right now and I'm, I'm studying and then I'm watching the news and then all this stuff, you know, that's where that comprehending God's goodness in a crazy world comes. And can I just tell you this? We don't have to operate in a stand of spirit of fear for he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We don't have to freak out. We don't have to be scared. God is still in control. Jesus Christ is coming back one day and is going to set up his kingdom here and reign forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We win. We we absolutely win. And that's what Jesus did for us. He won in a way that the world says, that's not winning. But he won, didn't he? Overcoming death and sin and the grave by the cross. The indescribable gift. Last thing, if you're serving communion, will you go right now and just as quick as you can? Be great. The indescribable gift. Here's how I thought we would end, end this message today. Pouring through different versions of the Bible. And, and all, this will be online tomorrow, so if you teach a small group or whatever, if you just want these scriptures for yourself. It's all 2 Corinthians 9.15. It's like seven different ways it's put. And so I want you to think just for a moment before we read this, because you're going to read them with me. I want you to think about that indescribable gift and how it takes shape in your own life. Have Have you come to the point in your own life where you've accepted that gift? God did everything he could by sending Jesus Christ, his only son, to humanity as a gift. A child was born, but the son was given. A son was given. We cannot comprehend nor wrap our minds around what it would be like to give our child for, for someone who did not at all deserve it. A child is born, a son is given. Paul, educated, trained, met Jesus, studied after that a good 14 years, planted churches, been beaten. He knew Jesus better. I mean, Jesus was a reality in his everyday life at every moment, praying without ceasing. And Paul, of all people, couldn't put it into words. (laughs) To me, that's beautiful. To me, that's so beautiful as we go throughout this holiday season and all this other materialistic things that try to jump in the way. I get to sit back on my porch and have a cup of coffee and go, I can't even fathom your goodness, I can't understand your mercy. I can't understand your grace. I a drop of water in the ocean doesn't even come close to me understanding how much you love me. Indescribable. And and maybe maybe this holiday season finds you without a loved one for the first time. Maybe it finds you on hard financial times. Maybe it finds you maybe going through a divorce or or there's bitterness in your heart, but you love the Lord and you're a Christian, listen, take some time, press away, ponder God's goodness in your life, understand there's no way to describe it. He's so good. And so throughout, throughout these, I hope maybe one of these will hit home with you to where it really resonates in your own heart, in your own spirit. It is indescribable. Are you ready? You gonna read them with me? Here we go. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thank God for his great gift. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Thank God for this gift, his gift. No language can praise it enough. Thank God for his son, his gift, too wonderful for words. Amplified. Now, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, which is precious beyond words. Thank God for his gift that is too wonderful for words. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. It's indescribable. It's inexpressible. Inexpressible. I can't put words around it. I can't shape it. I can't form it. I can't get my mind around it. While, while my, my little brain tries to wrap itself around it, God that loves me so much. Being raised in the world, tell me I have to earn love. Tell me I have to do this and this and this before anybody's going to love me. Tell, him, tell me I have to do this before I can experience true grace. All that goes out the window because it's inexpressible. It's unexplainable it's indescribable. We can't put words around it. That's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I have come to preach the good news to the poor. The poor in spirit. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, I'm poor in spirit. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know what? Just like people in the first service that said, I, I've had a wrong view of God. Now I'm seeing what this Christmas thing's all about. And, and I want in on this. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, I, you know, I've never received that gift. Salvation is a gift. God, God wrapped up Jesus, his only son, and gave him. For us, uh, under us, a child is born, a son is given. However, on the other end of that, we have a decision to make in our own life. Are we going to receive that gift? Are, are we, are we going to actually go, you know what? I believe this. I know I'm not perfect. I know by no stretch of the imagination do I pretend to get it all right and that's all of us in this room right now across the board however there's one thing someone else did something that made you a sinner and that was Adam in the garden someone else did something that can make you righteous before God and that's Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and that my friend is the indescribable gift will you bow your heads all over this place say Jason that's that's me me like, I'm, I'm realizing that right now. I'm realizing that, that first of all, that I've never put my faith in Jesus as the Messiah. And I'm realizing that Christmas just isn't about this manger with this little baby. That baby grew up, and he conquered and did what we could not do on our own. And he overcame the world, and I'm realizing that right now. And I'm also realizing that he's knocking on my heart, and I need to open my heart right now to him. If that's you, and you're in this room right now, so you say, that's me, I need Jesus in my life. I know I do. There's a peace missing. That hope, that joy, and that peace always is ebb and flow with the world. But right now, I know. I know that I need Jesus in my life. I want to pray with you. People around here want to pray with you, but we, we're not going to bother you today. But we can help you get started in this, this thing called Christianity. But if that's you, nobody's looking around, nobody's moving. If that's you, we just slip your hand up long enough for me to sit. I want to pray with you. I see your hand. 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 See your hand. See your hand. Thanks. That's awesome. That is awesome. The Bible says, by virtue of you just recognizing, raising your hand and recognizing that you need a savior, God's already standing at the do- doorway of your heart. He's already doing a work in your heart. I want to pray with you. You don't have to pray out loud, you just pray in your own heart right there where you're sitting. When church is over today, please go out to the tent, grab a Bible, get a devotion, meet somebody. If you're shy and you're not you don't feel like like you can do that, email the church and a pastor will get back with you. We'll help you. But right where you're sitting right now, pray this prayer with me in your heart. Father, thank you for loving me. Father, thank you that right now, I know that you, you have followed me to this point. So right now, God, I open my heart to your love and your grace and your mercy. And I confess, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the one true son of God. I believe and confess in my heart he was born of a virgin. I believe he lived a sinless life. I believe with all my heart, he took my death and sin to the cross. I believe they placed him in a grave and I believe he rose from that grave on the third day. I believe he's coming back from me one day. So God, right now, forgive me, which I know you already have by virtue of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me. And I accept that free gift right now. I accept it in my heart. God, and I realize there's nothing anyone else can do to take that from me. It's a gift from you and it's indescribable. And it's gonna change my life.